Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We're going to begin in verse 18, and we're going to get through to verse 19 today. And we will deal particularly with verse 19 today. So let me begin reading in verse 18, where the Apostle John writes. This is 1 John 2, 18. He says, Little children, it is the last hour, remember again, that's the last days. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and even now many Antichrists have come, or anti-Christian things have come by which we know that it is the last hour. And he goes on to say in verse 19, now he says, they went out from us. Now he's again making reference to the Antichrists, or those anti-Christian things. And he says, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Now, it's obvious that these people, these people with anti-Christian values, couldn't remain in a church like John's because they were shown up immediately. Especially the Apostle John, because he is such a man of God. You know that he just didn't preach the Word, he did the Word. Amen? And uh, they would be quickly seen for who and what they really were. Simon J. Kissimaka writes, five times in this verse, John uses the word us. In the original, John writes, from us four times. And with us once. He wants us to make sure that the reader understands that those whom he calls antichrists have left the church because they really did not belong to the church. The antichrists leave, but the members of the church remain. Now, this is not talking about a congregation splitting up and, and you know, going off to start up another church. Although, let me put an although in here. I have seen some places that start up in the name of God and, and seemingly churches that if they get to heaven, it'll be by the skin of their teeth. Okay, I mean, I, you know, I, it's, it's one of those places where you just think, how can they believe God and do those things? Believe certain things. You know, I, I was not long ago looking up a website of a particular church and shocked me to the core the things that they believed. And the things that they were justifying using the Word of God. I told you, man, you can use this to justify anything. You know, you just whittle it around a little bit and you can do whatever you want. Which is the reason why God holds us accountable for what we preach. Amen. And there's a much greater, the Apostle James says, a much greater judgment on us that minister the Word. Because we are influencing your thinking. And, and by extension, your whole life and the way you live. And if I do the wrong thing, then your life is going to spiral downward. Amen? Or I'm going to give you permission to do things that are going to be displeasing to God, but because I, quote-unquote, represent God and I said it was okay, then you think it's okay for you to go do that stuff because I, God's representative, said it was okay. When it wasn't. And I will show you that in a minute in Scripture. <laughs> okay. I'll, get, I'll get to it. So, <laughs> you don't think there's Scripture, there's Scripture, trust me. All right. <laughs> All right. But this is, you know, I, I want to make this point as well that, yes, sometimes, you know, uh, within a church, the way things are done in a church causes grief for people. And, you know, a leader might rise up within the ranks and say, you know what, we, we really can't agree with what is going on here in the way things are done. We all believe Jesus is Lord. We all, you know, we, those basic doctrines are okay. 
but we're having trouble following the vision of this particular person. Amen? And, and how things are done and what things they put as priority. So we want to go inside another church. Now, whether that's done in strife or whether that's done in peace, it doesn't, that, that's not what we're talking about. All right, are you all with me? Now, that may be displeasing to the Lord that they couldn't get along. And, you know, because they're, they're, they're sort of, we could do more than more people that we have. But also, it is true that sometimes the more people we have, the less you can do because there's more people pulling in the wrong direction. And it's better to kind of release them and let them go in that direction. Amen? And have a core that is willing to go in the direction that God is telling this particular man of God to go in a woman of God. Okay? All right. So that's different. And I know people say, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the people that left the church, the, the people that stayed, and the pastor that stayed will say, well, they're of the devil. And then, no, they're just upset. Don't. They're not of the devil. They just want to do something else, man. Let them go. You know, I invite people to leave. Not any of you. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, if people are, and I, I had to learn this. If people are pulling the wrong direction, let them go in their direction. Don't try to pull them back in because they're not coming into a church. They're coming into a vision. And if their vision is different, they need to be somewhere where it matches their vision. Are, are you all with me? Uh, otherwise, people that walk in are going to hear their vision, not the church vision, and be confused when you know, somebody gets up here and ministers and it's different to what they heard spoken in the congregation. And then they get very mixed messages. Are you all here? Okay. Amen. All right. So, didn't mean to go on for that long on that, but I hope you get some insight into that. <clears throat> so, this is talking about people, however, who are not a part of the body of Christ. As John will go on to make very clear in the latter half of verse 22 when we get to it, when he says he is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Okay, so that really nails it. All right. By the way, in everything that the Apostle John is saying, it is crucial that we understand that his main concern is for these believers and everything they've suffered at the hands of these Christ-denying individuals. And that's why he exposes them in this way in an effort to save the immature believers or babes in Christ in his congregation. So he's, you know, when you read this, you need to understand that as much as he loves, the pe loves everyone, remember the Apostle John is an apostle of love, okay? As much as he loves everyone, he also understands that we need to be careful who we love at the expense of, you know, who they're hurting. He's seeing the person who has done wrong by his congregation. And he's not trying to protect them. He needs his congregation to know, listen, if you were told anything by these people, I want you to dismiss what they said. Because they've been lying to you and they've been trying to pull you away from what you have received and from the family that you have come into, God's own family. Remember in, in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1, he, he's going to say, Behold, what manner of love is this that we should be called the children of God. Amen? And so he's bringing us, he's trying to bring his congregation to that point where they get that revelation, but they'll never get that if they're not in church. If somebody spoke lies to them and got them out. So, in an effort to save those that are in the church, he wants to expose all those that left the church. Amen? Okay. Get more insight as we go. I've said here, it is often the new Christians that get nervous when they see people leaving the church. And that's why the Apostle John says, but they were not of us. None of them were of us. I think that is really key. He didn't just say they were not of us. He said none of them. Everyone that left was not a part of what we're doing. 
All right, and we'll, we'll see why in just a minute. The phrase not of us in the literal text actually uh, means or says that they did not really belong to us. With Simon J. Kissimaka writing, John says that these people were not from within the Christian circle. They were not true Christians because they did not belong to the source, namely Christ. See, you can't call yourself a Christian without having Christ in you. Amen? So Christ makes you a Christian, you know, Christian. Okay? If you don't have a Christ in there, then you are not a Christian. Because he ain't there. Amen? Okay. They attended the worship service for, the, for some time, but they were never in Christ. Okay. That's why the Apostle John says again, for if they had been of us, okay, can I say the word authentic Christians? And called the faithful in some places, all right? They would have continued with us. All right? So he's saying if they were genuine, if they were authentic, they would have continued. Okay? Now, he says, but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Now, I need to broaden this term of us to, to, to include anyone in the church. Not just the local church, but the universal church. So he's not just talking about somebody necessarily leaving a church as much as leaving the body. Okay, leaving, you know, the church universal, so to speak. Okay, Colin G. Cruz says that translated literally, it would read, but their going was in order that they might be revealed that they all are not of us. With Now Thomas F. Johnson saying they did not belong to the group in the sense, listen to this, of sharing its core beliefs. <laughs> Somebody said to me once, he said, you know, it doesn't matter what church you go to, as long as the core beliefs are the same. All right? One core belief is that Jesus is Lord. One core belief is Jesus saying, you know, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, is a core belief. Now, if you don't believe that, we got a problem. Amen? So, you know, those are core beliefs. So what, what we're beginning to understand is when, jo when the Apostle John says they were really not of us, it means that they didn't really believe that. They might have said something like, oh, well, Jesus is a way. But there are other ways. We have secret ways of getting to God. Are you all with me? And, you know, they start drawing you away. You know, the Apostle Peter said, it doesn't matter what you guys have seen or what you've heard or anything else. We, need, we believe the word. Amen? Because it never changes. And that's why you need to judge everything according to the Word. Even if you have a vision, if it doesn't line up with what the Spirit of the Word of God says, do you understand the Spirit of the Word of God? Okay, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. What the Word of God says, um, where it comes from, you know, its core, where its heart is. Alright, because a lot of times you can read stuff, and sometimes I read something, and I I'll look at it and go, there's more to this. Because it's not just in the words. And sure enough, as I start searching out, I find that you know, our English translation isn't so good that we've missed a lot of things that that verse was actually saying in the original text. Are you all with me? And so sometimes that's why you need to look at things and look for where the spirit of the thing is. And even though it might use certain words, there might be a lot more words that need to be used to describe everything it's saying. That we're only getting one branch of, of something much bigger, which is why, you know, I'm sure a lady created the Amplified Bible. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So when you hit one of those words that just, you know, the man says, yeah, that'll do. The lady goes, it ain't enough. We need like five words to describe that. And thank God they did it. Okay. All right. So because you, you get a much richer, fuller meaning out of it. Amen. All right. In other words, as a result of not being in Christ and therefore not being born again from above, these individuals could not accept, agree with, or share in the core beliefs of the, of the church, especially one which preaches and practices the Word of God. Now, <laughs> this is something that really exposes people that are not true believers. You can say you believe all kinds of things, but let's see what you're doing. These sort of people wouldn't have survived in, in James' church. You know, the Apostle James, <laughs> he was a very, you know, he's one of those straight shooters, man. And, and when you read his epistle, it's short, but it's, it's just like a gun going off. You know, as somebody once described it, it's like a rattling gun. And everything he says is like another bullet that comes out. You know, and the, and, and the thing is, he doesn't beat around the bush. You do something wrong, he says, you did something wrong. Oh, no, no, let's just call it a uh, life choice. No, you did something wrong. Get over it, confess it, move on. End of story. <laughs> He's kind of like that, you know. Him and Titus would have got along really well, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just always remember somebody saying, Titus had, had a three-point message. Shut up, sit down, listen. That's it, because he was, uh, he was on an island. You know the... the the, the term, you know, Cretans or Cretans, it's actually spelled Cretans because it's from Crete. These people were terrible. You know, I think the last pastor that threw out the church. You know, Timothy, can you believe? You know, Timothy would not have made it there. You know, he went in on a boat coming back. Forget that one. It's not worth it. You know, okay. <laughs> but Titus, no, man. I tell you, I mean, he just would stand up there and just, just let them. Out of love, not out of hatred. But he knew, he was like that dad who was dealing with a naughty kid that was insisting that it knew better. And dad knew that if you did that, you are going to hurt yourself. Amen? And that's sometimes where you just need to put your foot down and say, no. And later on, they'll realize and thank you for it. But right now, they hate you. Okay? All right? But you want them to live long enough to figure it out and thank you. Okay? All right. And so, James was like that. He didn't mess around with people. He was looking at you and you could say, and in his, God, in his epistle as you read it, you know, he'll, he'll make mention of things like, you know, you might say you have faith. I'll show you my faith by what I do. All right? And then he, he makes this remark in uh, James chapter 1, verse 22. I'll just bring one verse to you. He says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Amen? So you can understand that if somebody was in there, kind of trying to play church, they wouldn't have done so well in James's church. Because he would have been looking at them and going, hmm, you say a lot of stuff, but I don't see a lot of stuff. You know? What are you believing for right now? Go on. <laughs> no, I won't ask you that. But you know, he's, it would be like that. He'd look at you, check out your life, and if it wasn't improving, he'd ask why. Are you all here? And people that are faking it couldn't get, a, couldn't get away with it. Amen. All right. The Word of God exposes falsehood in the people who have anti-Christian beliefs, and therefore exposes them and shows them for what they really are. False prophets, false teachers, and antichrists 
who are literally against Christ. As a result, these sort of people are always looking for churches that don't preach and practice the Word of God because they can sail along based on their personality and never be found out. Can I give you a scripture? Jeremiah chapter 14 and verse 14. He's talking about people like this. In fact, he's talking about churches that accommodate people like this. And he says, Then the Lord said, These prophets are telling lies in my name. I did not send them or tell them to speak. I did not give them any messages. They prophesy of visions and revelations they have never seen or heard. They speak foolishness made up in their own lying hearts. That kind of nails it, doesn't it? There's a lot of stuff that's going on out there today that because they want to bring people in, because they want to be a church that is loving and tolerant and you can live however you want and it's okay, God is love. I'm trying not to step on any landmines here. Okay, <laughs> what I say, all right? And, and, and in doing so, what they're doing is opening the door under kind of a false pretense that will allow people to come in with whatever they're believing and bring all their other whatever they believe friends along so that the numbers get bigger and the offerings get bigger and you make people happy. I mean, you know, Pepsi figured that one out. Coke figured that out. They know how to do that. It's just marketing. And so some, some churches go, okay, how do we market our product? And so they say, well, let's you know, be more accepting of alternate lifestyles or alternate beliefs or alternate whatever. Let's be politically and socially correct and religiously correct. And never mind about God, we'll just be correct. Hello. <laughs> okay. And there's this lightning bolt that's starting to develop over the church. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember Ananias and Sapphira? Okay. All right. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know. And, and, but this is the thing. You know, they are looking for just however they can pull people in. Do you understand? And so th this is the kind of error and this is the kind of thing that John is warning us about. Just be careful about where you go, what you listen to, who you listen to. Because as much as, can I say this, as much as the wrong people, people that come and try to sail through in a church that is preaching the word, leave. Be careful that you don't follow them out. Because wherever they end up won't be the right thing. Are you all with me? Like I said, you know, if you, if you are going to a church and, and it, it's not sitting right with you and you need to go somewhere else where you feel more comfortable and you feel like it's ministering to you more directly, that's different. That's fine. Go for it. But if you're following someone out of something into something bad, then that's a problem. Amen? And why the Apostle John says, listen, as much as you're seeing them go, you need to realize that they were not a part of us. Their leaving showed us that they never really belonged to the Lord. Are you all here? That's why there are anti-Christs, where you are little Christs. You are Christians. And not so little. <laughs> okay? Amen. As we grow, we become kings and priests and ambassadors for God. Amen. We start out little, but we don't. We shouldn't stay there. All right. So, and you know, let me make one more point as well. We also need to acknowledge that some people have left the church because you know churches have done bad things and hurt them. Okay, and, and that's the people. 
It may not be, be their beliefs, it might just be the way a person is to another person or people in the congregation. And so, you know, if they leave, we can't point to them and say, any Christ, any Christ, okay? <laughs> no, hurt person, hurt person. Okay, we, <laughs> those are the ones that we need to see what happened and we, you know, we need to see if we can minister and bring them back in because they are Christians that's been hurt by somebody that might have opened their mouth with both their feet in it and said something they shouldn't have said. Are you all here? Amen. And, and we need to correct that and, and bring them back in because we can't let error drive them out either. All right. So again, again, those are not people we're talking about here. All right? All right. I, Howard Marshall, writes, and we'll conclude with this, here is one of the, uh, the clearest expressions in the New Testament of the way in which we must distinguish between the church visible, composed of those who outwardly belong to it, and the church invisible, composed of those whom the Lord knows to be His. Not all Israel is Israel. Not all the church is the church. We all miss me? Not everybody that goes to church is a part of the church. Is that? Yeah, we got that? Good. Okay. The general point that the Apostle John is making is that not all who appear to belong to the church truly belong to it. As, as Marshall points out, it is not clear how these people got in the church in the first place. Like that, okay? John, however, believes that if they had truly been members of the church, they would have remained within it. If they ever had made a confession of faith, it had been an empty one. Can I, can I rephrase it this way? If they had ever seemingly made a confession of faith, it was an, it was an empty one. There was no substance to it. Some people say things, you know, we, we, we've seen Jesus saying, you know, don't speak empty words. Don't, don't, you know, don't just be saying things out of your mouth. We kind of do that in, in ways that we think it's funny sometimes, but it's not really. Okay? People can say things that are funny and put themselves down and stuff, and it's funny, it's okay. But sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes, it's disguising what they're actually thinking. People use jokes to bring out things that they actually believe that if they said it in reality, like, seriously, people would be, like, really concerned. That's why sometimes they say things and, you know, you kind of go, you're joking, right? <laughs> okay, you know what I'm trying to say? And they go, yeah, yeah, we're joking, but were they? That's why you need the Spirit of God to speak to you and, you know, let, let you know they actually weren't joking. It was the only way that they could communicate something that is either embarrassing to them or hurting them or whatever. Amen? And we need to, we need to listen out for, for those things as well. Alright, so let, let's, let's finish this off. Don't be discouraged by people who leave the church. Okay? Just be aware that most people will give reasons that sound good, but aren't actually true. Because if they were to tell the truth, it would actually make them look really bad. Hello. Uh, let me deal with that for just a moment. I don't know how many times that I have heard people give excuses about why they left church. In fact, they'll do a little vlog on, on YouTube, or, you know, you know, video log, okay, on YouTube or whatever, okay, and, and they'll be like, well, this is the reason why. But so much of the time, when you actually look back, when you look at the actual reason why they left, it'll be because of something totally different. It'll be because, you know, they weren't allowed to do the thing they wanted to do as a, some kind of alternate lifestyle or whatever. And, you know, and, and because of that, uh, they just thought, well, I'm not going there anymore. Because they won't let me sin and get away with it. <laughs> Hello. Can I just be straight with you? Okay. Listen, man. We know nobody's perfect. 
Okay? We're not asking you to be perfect. We're just asking you to be honest. That's it. Because at least if you're honest, then you're leaving the door open. No matter what wrong you do, you're leaving the door open for God to come and restore you. And in doing so, also, you're not trying to lead other people astray by the wrong things you're doing, saying it's okay. Do you hear what I'm saying? You, you know, you say, listen, man, I know I do, you know, just as bad, even worse than you. Not, no, 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 that's okay, you know. I know the church frowns on that, but that's actually okay. That's not okay. Are you all here? That's the difference. Okay, And those are the people that are dangerous. The ones that are, you know, it's not people that are sinning, the people that are excusing their sin are dangerous. All right. So you need to be careful and, and watch out for that as well. To give us an overall perspective, and finish this with this, Colin G. Cruz says, he says, as this passage unfolds, we discover hints concerning the activities of these people after their departure from the author's community. That's John's community. They, depart, uh, they denied that Jesus is the Christ. They tried to lead the leaders, oh, excuse me, they tried to lead the readers of this letter astray. These are all verses we're going to come to. The author's primary aims are to warn his readers about these people's attempt to deceive them and to arm his readers against them. Amen? And I hope I've done that today sufficiently. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Next time we come back, we'll go on to the next verse. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for the wisdom inside.